One, two, three, four. It spoils the background time. Liz and Chris Miller here with some pretty awesome people. Spoils of Akron, the Spoils of Akron podcast. Pa. Hello, Chris. Hello, Liz. Hello, hello, hello. Hello. Oh, hello, yes. hello. Did you get a new band for your ukulele? A new strap? A new strap. I did. A very I, patriotic one. Thank you. Am I observant or what? Because <laughs> I love America. I noticed these things. Did you like put that on for the Fourth of July and you just never took it off? No, I actually just put it on like a week or two ago. Okay, fine. I used to not have one; it always slipped out of my hand while I was playing. So. Well, you're all set Although for, for excuse me, Labor Day weekend. Yes, yeah. we are uh, Labor Day 2016. It'll be here before we know. Yes, it. I agree. Well, we have very very special guests today. Um, I'll cut to the chase here because you know we usually cover what we do over the weekend, but I'm popping popcorn for everybody right now, and I have to go grab it because uh, it's done popping. So I'm going to go up. Just right for the going for the kill here and introduce uh, two really incredible Akronites who do a multitude of things. One being Miss Katie Carver Reed. Welcome. Hi there. How are you? I'm really well. I've known you a, a little bit and for a little while now. Um, but you and our other guests are both here to talk about Porch Rocker coming up. Um, I'm going to give you. You introduce Miss Anita and you tell everybody what she does because beyond this actual festival, what you're in charge of something very big, Anita. Yes. And thank you for being here as well. Thanks for having us. So, Katie, uh, tell everybody, look, do you like how we're doing this, Anita? Katie, tell the world what (laughs) Anita does and who she is. You got it. I mean, that popcorn is important, so. (laughs) I'm running to grab it. I'll be right back. Thanks, Liz. Liz is the best host, or hostess. Basically, Katie's taking over everybody. Enjoy. She she not only hosts on air, but she feeds people, too, while she's doing it. It's great. She gave me a drink. It was delicious. (laughs) We have with me, this is Katie, um, Anita Marin, who is the president of the Highland Square Neighborhood Association. That's the organization that puts on Porch Rocker. If you got an August copy of The Devil Strip, you may have seen an Anita double feature on pages 14 and 15 of The Devil Strip. Um, There was one article about all of the amazing design work she does for the festival, and then she also was here at the start of the festival, which I was not, so there was an article with her, John Marshall, and Karen Starr, three of the people that have been with Porch Rocker since the beginning. Yeah, Um, so it's kind of been like a Marin month of Marin, so pretty excited about it. I like that. (laughs) It's such an amazing event. I mean, it just seems to draw more and more people each year, really talented bands, and it's turned into like a, an all-around cultural event, not just a a concert. Yeah, I mean, we've, you know, we started with uh, just kind of a little crazy idea, and it has, in true grassroots fashion, just grown and grown and grown, and we are, this this is the first year it's going to be kind of back where we started in the very first um, neighborhood that it was. Because it moves around it each moves year, around, right? To different yeah. quadrants yeah. of the neighborhood. And we get many requests from people that where it had been before saying, we want it back in our neighborhood. So now we can say, okay, it will be. And we say in four years. <laughs> It'll come back to you. Four Chris, years. Do you, do you just want to like give elections. a plug for where you're playing? Chris is playing at. I am playing. Um, I think it's 172 Casterton at 11 o'clock. I, I, I think. We can pull up a I'm map. I'm sure. Hot yeah. Off the press. Um, you know, and I don't do this just to shamelessly plug my band because there are a lot better bands than mine who will be playing that day. But it is fun to be able to be in the mix among 130 bands. So 
so um, has Porch Rocker stayed true to how it was originally, uh, the reason why it was originally hosted, Anita? Yeah, it really has. Um, the, the reason why it became Porch Rocker is that we wanted, we thought it would be a really cool fundraiser, you know, because we were kind of like idiots and didn't understand <laughs> fundraising. Um, to, for our regular festival, which was something we had put on for years called Art in the Square. And, and I had, remember that event. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was great. And the city kind of took that over from us, so we, you know, got to keep doing the, like the really, actually what we ended up doing was the cool event, so. That's great, yeah. And I, what are some of the things that will be different this year about this uh, Porch Rocker? So one big difference, um, last year we tried a beer garden for the first time. So the first three porch rockers, there was beer just inside the brick and mortar businesses. Um, but this year we partnered with New Belgium Brewing. It was a pretty cool arrangement. So New Belgium is a beer out of Colorado, um, but their Ohio rep lives in Highland Square. His name's Ian, he's an amazing guy. Um, so it was nice to be able to work with one of our neighbors, even though it's a company that's outside of Ohio. They make a fantastic craft beer. They do, um, yeah, it's, it's excellent. Really, really good. And it was nice to work with a neighbor and meet a new guy in Highland Square because he's kind of newer to the area. And um, they also, this is the 25th anniversary of Fat Tire, which is their staple beer. Everybody knows Fat Tire. So it was a nice time to partner with them and kind of celebrate Fat Tire. So they have a Fat Tire and Friends collab beer ration. So they gave the Fat Tire yeah, collab beer ration, if which, you will. Which will have an Ohio beer from Rheingeist Brewery. Yeah, Rheingeist in Cincinnati was one of six breweries out of all of them in the country that um, New Belgium Brewing gave their Fat Tire recipe to and said, do something different with this. So there are six variations on Fat Tire. Hmm. Those will be the six taps at Mustard Seed Market that day will all be the Fat Tire collaboration beers. So you could try all six of them. They're also doing a testing um, on Thursday this week. Um, but it was a nice opportunity to partner with somebody new on the beer garden, a great company. It's employee owned. Look up, look up their story if you haven't. It's a really fascinating company, um, but a nice that's neighbor. Great. That's different. Wow. No, I um, love it. Like I'm all for that because we are all very um, Akron oriented and always supporting all things Akron, but it is important to bring outside things into town and, and have them at a festival that is otherwise, you know, so completely Akron. Um, you should be able to taste things from outside of town, other cities, uh, states, and even countries. Like that's part of, you know, general good culture and um, and the fact that you're making that work and, and sort of intertwining that with a local person is just perfect. I love it. And I was at your house last year, in your in your yard, I should say, mm -hmm. uh, for, during Porch Rocker. I had a great time. Thank you for hosting. On your own premises, mind you, which, yes. is, which is the heart of Port Roger, Port Roger, right? Is that people allow um, bands and, and people who attend Port Roger to come onto their property. I think that's a very cool and welcoming thing. But your house was one of my faves because you had that beer truck. The beer garden I did. was right at your house, right? It was. It was in my yard. Um, my husband is... Party at Katie's. It was, yeah. <laughs> uh, my husband's a beer connoisseur and brews his own beer. And he, for years in planning the festival, said, we need a beer garden. We need a beer garden. And all of us said, no. no. <laughs> our Smart lawyer, man. Yeah, our lawyer especially was like, no, the insurance liability. <laughs> but it looks like he won. <laughs> he did. He finally won because it was our own yard. And he said, you can't tell me no. I'm just going to do it at my house. And right. we all said, okay. And it worked out really, really well. And the 
brick and mortar businesses still did really well that day. So it wasn't taking away from anything happening. It was just adding another no, element to the exactly. festival. So it, it really added. worked out. And the, that, the and honey that, beer, the yeah. honey beer was my favorite. Yeah. And that footprint was a little further away from the um, businesses. So it kind of yes. made it, you know, not as far for people to travel for it a beer. Was, it was a little more on the outskirts of the festival of the activities. So I think it, I think it worked really well in all respects. And, and like I said, the honey beer was so good. I remember it well. Okay. I just liked it that much. And I was drinking with um, Arnie Tunstall at your uh, uh, beer truck that day. And, and we both cheers and we're complimenting it. It was a great beer. Yeah, and we wanted to tie in Wesley Bright and the Highlights were the headliner last year. And everybody knows Wesley, the headliner, who does his Wesley. own Akron Honey Company. So we wanted to tie in something honey with Wesley being the headliner. And so it was a cool collaboration. There will still be a special beer this year, but not at our beer garden. Ohio Brewing moved to the neighborhood in March. We're really excited to have them as a new business in the neighborhood. So they're brewing a special porch rocker beer that will be available in their shop on the day of the festival. So there will be three bands performing throughout the day inside Ohio Brewing. They'll have their beers and food like they always do, but they also brewed a special porch rocker beer, which has lemon zest and honey in it so another variation on honey but something a little more Excellent. light and citrusy um, so ohio brewing's doing that and they're donating a portion of the proceeds from whatever they sell of that beer to us which is really cool of them that's, so that's something new that's as well that's awesome again and i apologize because i was up getting the popcorn so if anybody hears munching we've all got popcorn in front of us now <laughs> but in any case um maybe you already mentioned this what is is port rocker benefiting this year what is what is the good cause end of it or or, or do those monies when you say they go to poor trucker is that what it's funding yeah okay yeah. Got so it. it goes to us so highland square neighborhood association is the organization that got puts it. on poor trucker um we were a night arts challenge this winter or this winter a night arts a challenge winner. winner this year this past year um so we'll be doing a highland square film festival which chris will be helping out with a lot um, because I don't know a lot about that kind of stuff, but Chris does. Um, so he'll <laughs> be helping forward with to that. that. Yeah, it'll be really cool. So it'll help fund that. We're doing some neighborhood signage this year, which we're really excited about. Mm -hmm. So working on that. Um, so it'll go to fund not only for Trucker, but other activities that we'll be doing in the neighborhood. All the great things you do. Yeah. And Anita, you're the head of the Highland Square Neighborhood Association. I can't imagine that kind of responsibility and pressure, quite honestly, because it's like, in my mind, being the mayor of a small town, is it, <laughs> I would imagine, is it? Um, you know, I keep pretty low-key. I don't think a lot of people uh, will stop me on the street and say, hey, you know, I need my uh, sewer grate fixed, or, you know, I'm not that kind of a president. And I have a incredible team of people that are super reliable. I don't have to stress out about wondering if things are going to get done. If they say they're going to do it, they do it, and that's half of the battle. Um, yeah, being a good leader is having a good team for under, sure. uh, beneath you. And I, you know, I, I'm familiar with your organization from our outdoor movies that Karen and Rich and John Bryson and I, and now Benjamin's part of that group as well of, of planning that. Um, but yeah, we're doing a movie this Friday, actually, mm -hmm. the night before uh, Porch Rocker, More Than a Game, about LeBron James's high school years and his, uh, there's like a powerful threesome uh, that really led that team to greatness. So yeah, that starts at 8 o'clock at the Merriman, which is on Merriman Road. It is. You can't miss it if you're coming down Merriman from Rockneys or Tangier. I feel like that's a good point. It's on the right. It's a huge mansion. It was once uh, somebody's private residence, and now it's an assisted living home. They're doing tours of it all day Saturday, so if you've never been in that space, it has a really cool history, and I'd recommend going over there and checking it out. 
Um, but it's just a beautiful space in the front, a huge yard, beautiful trees, and so it's a really nice spot for an outdoor movie. That's awesome. I was going to say, I can picture the building you're talking about, but it is still currently assisted living, right? I was going to say it's occupied, isn't it? So I was surprised for a second, but they're, they've got a space designated for this. I'm excited. I want to go see it. I've never been in that building, and I've always noticed it when, I mean, how do you not notice it? Like mm -hmm. you said, when you drive by, it's obviously a historic structure and has a whole history, um, but is is the movie indoors is it outdoors outdoors Steve. okay and so people can just pull in and they'll know exactly where to go yeah for park on a side street okay. um, would be my recommendation so there's a number of side streets really right across or beside the merriman that that's are, exciting look for a giant movie screen that's where we'll be <laughs> it'll be your some first vendors as well correct <laughs> yes that's your first yeah. clue big movie screen yeah the merriman will be selling food and drinks or oh, you can great. bring your own um, they'll have some chairs there but i'd recommend bringing a chair or a blanket I'm coming out to check that out. It's a perfect time to show the movie. We always try to show something Akron-centric, but with the Cavs being NBA champions and our own hometown hero, LeBron, it was a good time to show that movie. Yep. It, was, it was a good time, and I think there are a lot of people who haven't seen that movie. Mm -hmm. I haven't. I yeah, have not. So you definitely have to come, Liz. I would love to. I just might make it a point to uh, do that Friday night. That's this Friday night, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, I know The Land is playing at Nightlight right now, too, yeah. um, which is about Cleveland, but I don't know enough about it to say is that specifically about the Cavs? It is not. So okay. um, it's the land refer referring to Cleveland, but not necessarily Cleveland's sports. Yeah, yeah. It's a fictional story just about kids in Cleveland and going through some hard times and growing up. Um, oddly, I went to college with the kid who directed that movie, Stephen Cable Jr. Um, was at Baldwin Mallets oh, at the great. same time as me. I remember we had one class together. He wouldn't know me if he saw me, but I remember him and some of the movies that he did when he was in college too, and a very great guy and. They've been getting wonderful reviews of that movie. Very Great. cool. He will know you now. We'll tag him on this <laughs> podcast. And he'll be flattered that you remember him. You only have one class. He may remember you and you just don't realize it. Maybe, maybe. And the Merriman is a good example of one of those things, too, that the community is coming us, to us now. They want to be a part of this. So they, they contacted, contacted us and said, because we had uh, vendors and uh, stage there last year for Port Trocker, and they really wanted something again. Their residents loved it. They were just so excited. So we kind of really carved out a little space in the footprint this year to include them. That's great. Yeah, I, there were some bands there, right? Mm -hmm. There were Yeah, last, last year there were some bands there too, there right? Yeah. I remember going there, and I, I like that space. Mm -hmm. It's perfect. Yeah, this year there will be a stage there again. It's a jazz stage. So awesome. if you want to check out jazz, it will be there all day, sponsored by Summit Toyota of Akron. Great. Uh, did the residents like get into it? <laughs> They do. do. do they, they come do. out on the porch and sit, or they come out and the assisted yeah, so living residents. I love that. They can all come out and have like you know, like hey, we have our own little festival. Yeah, we cool. try to make it music they'd like. You know, they yeah. they might like punk rock, but we don't know, so we just don't put it there. But there's a place for it at the festival, just not at the Merriman. True. I I love that porch rocker is like a speed dating for local music. It's a way to just mm -hmm. sample so much <laughs> good yeah. stuff, and all different types of walks of life. You know, classical music and interesting acoustic things and it's not just rock it's not just garage rock or you know alternative music or what have you so hey i think that's wonderful i think that's one of the reasons it's so popular because it just gives you a lot in a short amount of time i feel totally. like there's more pressure being a visitor or a patron of Port tracker because you're there's a lot of pressure to hear all the things you want to hear rather than you know putting it on we don't get to hear anything so True, isn't that yeah. amazing it's like it's like when you're a caterer or it's like when you host a big event um, and you're so caught up in the job end of things and the organizational end of things uh, for special events 
great example that you don't actually get to enjoy them. And we've, we've literally pe had people, friends or, or um, acquaintances who, well, acquaintances, I shouldn't say, but actual friends and family who've asked us, we want you guys to cater our wedding, but at the same time, we want you to enjoy our wedding. <laughs> and right, water, we go, water just went crashing into the popcorn. <laughs> Um, but in any case, you know, so they let us choose. They're like, do you want to come and enjoy yourselves that day, or do you want to cater and do the food? Um, because we didn't want, we wanted you to know that we wanted you to do it, but we don't want you to feel like you have to work at our wedding. And it's totally the case. Like mm -hmm. you, you cannot, you're not going to enjoy yourself that day to the extent that you would as a guest um, going to a friend's or a family member's wedding. Uh, so I totally understand that you guys put so much work into this, and and there's so many details. And you're managing the situations that may or may arise that day, may or may not be, you know, immediate mm -hmm. emergency type situations or just the ongoing flow of uh, things that come up at something like that. So I give you guys a lot of credit because you put something really incredible together for an entire community and you don't quite get to enjoy it the same way that the visitors do. And I'll tell you what, we've been asked to do food at Poor Tracker. And I'm, I'm, I can't remember if we've done Port Tracker or not before. Um, we've done Square Fest. But it's one of those things. I, I remember Shane Wynn asking us last year. And we said no because we wanted to go and enjoy it. Right, <laughs> so yeah. I get it. I really yeah. do. Yeah. I'm in it, and it's interesting, too. I'm just, just walking around so many restaurants. You know, you go in for, you know, to get sponsorship money or whatever. And, and they're just like, We're, we don't have enough people to work that day because, frankly, half their waiters are in vans. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome, and yet very true. You're not joking. Uh, <laughs> that's hilarious, though. So, I so I, I, I think I know something about both of you. That's an interesting factoid, and correct me if I'm wrong. Both of you are married to classical guitarists. We that are. is true. Okay, who we'll play together and perform together, right? They do, in a duo called Mister yeah. Marin and Reed, but they are our misters, and we are the misses. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like it. Well, you, Katie, help manage your husband's music, um, musical endeavors and career. I you do. You said you had a very busy weekend with that. Anita, are you connected or affiliated with your husband's other than just being a fan and, and supporting in that sense? Uh, I am a uh, super fan of my husband. He is the head of the guitar department at Akron U. And nice. He also teaches at uh, the College of Worcester. So he has a full slate of students in and out of our house all day, every day. So you're connected whether you want to be it or That's not, because right. there's college kids in your house, and guess what college kids want? Food. <laughs> I do not feed them. What? Oh, how do you get away with Take that? For knowledge. You just, you just you say, hi, them. don't touch the fridge, have a good day, I'll be in the other room. <laughs> right. If you feed them, they keep coming back. Ah, right? they like little stray kittens. True. They do. Right. I think he's also his selfless, or shameless self-promoter, though, like his logos, you do that, and sure. website, and... She's out there, you know, promoting him all the time. Jim's a soft-spoken guy, but mm -hmm. such a sweetheart. But we got to brag on him because he doesn't brag about he himself. He is. He's, uh, you know, traveled yep. Europe. He's played all over the all over the world, and he's uh, he's pretty phenomenal. Give us his phone name. Let's give the guy credit. This yeah. is yeah. What's Jim, his website? James Marin. James Marin, head of uh, the guitar department at the University of Akron's music program. Correct. Sounds, right. And he has. Does he have uh, an, any online? Website or address? JamesMarin.com. Okay, there we go. So he's a local musician. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes when people are in an administrative sort of position, if you will, or a head of a department like that, um, people don't, they don't get the recognition that musicians do who constantly perform and things like that at local venues. But that's 
a very talented man, obviously, a real musician. Um, I remember when we had the gentleman on from the Akron Symphony. Right, the maestro. Yeah, oh, I bet. I bet Hawkins, he's amazing. I bet he half is, the people that guy. that um, you know before the the big event, the um, Sound of Akron event, or before the podcast, a lot of people probably wouldn't have known his name if you said it. And talk about a very talented man right here in our city. So there's a lot. Your husband, Katie, obviously another one. Uh, who and and like Anita's husband works with children. In your in your husband's case, high school age, right? But so they're giving of themselves and their talents and and not for the recognition necessarily because it's not the same as someone who's doing that gig thing for a living so that's yeah. kind of cool because they're crazy talented people i to to read music to write music to teach music and like you said he's traveled and played internationally i have yeah. mad respect for that yeah so and he's also heading uh directing the guitar orchestra which is you know just a wide variety of ta like talent levels and ages and he just gets these this 20 guitarists that come into a room some may know how to play some may not and he teaches them for the for six weeks and they'll play play the uh, porch rocker for the I was just ceremony. gonna say do either of your husbands have um, a connection to porch rocker are they playing this year Yes, they both are. So that's mm -hmm. very cool. Yeah, so um, the guitar orchestra goes on at 10:30 in the morning. So they kick off the whole festival before all of the bands start on porches at 11, um, and they're doing a David Bowie and Prince tribute. So what? that'll be really interesting. Oh, so that sounds come excellent. and check it out. That'll be really cool. I feel like um, we need so to say that, that again. There. So kicking it off because a lot of times people kind of wait and they get up mm -hmm. a little later. So, mm -hmm. but it, whoever comes at 10, 10:30, 11 is going to be rewarded by seeing uh, them play a David Bowie and Prince tribute to yeah. classical music. Well, so Jim did all of the arrangements. It'll be just 20 acoustic guitars okay. playing Life on Mars or playing you know, your favorite band. 20 acoustic guitars. That sounds awesome. Like, I want to hear that so bad. Mm -hmm. I'm not a morning person, but I'm willing <laughs> to get up to get ready to get there for that. She'll be there. <laughs> this is their totally third year. It, yeah. yeah, the third year of the guitar orchestra. And like Anita said, you know, various age levels, anywhere from 10, 11-year-olds to 60, 70-year-olds. And they all, 80. 80s, the oldest this year. Wow. Um, so, you know, a wide range of ages. It's really cool. And Jim does that. Um, and he also was on our performers committee with Kurt. So listening to all of the bands, selecting and placing them with all of us. Um, Kurt also manages all of the beer, of course. Kurt, um, is, Katie, Kurt is Katie's husband, by the yes, way. The yes. beer man and musician. Be beer czar. <laughs> yeah, beer czar is his title. So he's the been beer czar. managing all of the New Belgium relationship and some, you know, beer and glass specials at all of the bars. Um, and then his students are performing inside Hereford Park. So Kurt's music schools put students and bands together. Um, you know, a lot of times with music, you don't always get the peer mentoring that happens in a sport. And so he wants to put students together in bands. So there's a student jazz band that's made up of like nine to 12 year olds. And there's a rock band and a pop band. And so they're performing inside Hereford Park all day. Um, so that should be a really cool oh, thing. Excellent. And he'll be there so helping cool. them as well. Yeah, I, hope, that I is. hope these kids appreciate all this and know how lucky they, were, they are. That's really, really cool. And um, I feel like it's one of those things that years from now, will become something that this area was known for and this is what was happening when and how and how it started you know i feel like as and adults, you can say i saw this band when they were just playing porch rocker exactly right very true i mean there, there's a high likelihood that bands we're seeing on a year-to-year -year basis will break through the stratosphere and get out of the local music scene to something much uh much larger 
Um, so the, the opening act of the guitar store, what, what stage is that? That's the main stage, which is on Conger Avenue. So those Conger familiar okay. with Highland Square, it's where the Highland Square Farmer's Market is every Thursday. So it's that same right, street right. will be closed down. You won't miss it if you're coming from market. There will be a stage that is normally not there. Um, so that's where they'll be starting at 1030. Great. And we have to give credit. Um, I know you guys have other organizers and a lot of help, like you mentioned, Anita, mm -hmm. with um, the association in general, but also specifically with Porch Rocker. And this um, past creative COG session was, it, well, it had you as a guest mm -hmm. uh, with, uh, is his name Jeff, Josh, John, John. John Marshall. I was like, it started the day and I will was get that, it. If was I that last it. week? Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, and, and Katie, of course. And you look so beautiful, by the way. No, thank you. Pearls and all. I noticed these things. Um, so in any case, you guys were the creative cog guests and talked about it. Um, who else helps organize? I, I've got the devil strip in front of me. I know Karen Starr is a big part of it. She's been um, there from the beginning. Absolutely. And, and she, like yourself, gets her hands into so many things and does so much good for the community. Um, uh, Shane Wynn was part of it, I, like I mentioned last year. I imagine she, she still, still is. is. Yeah, she is. Yeah. And Shane helps with our vendor committee and does photography. Karen heads up a lot of our zero waste efforts. So if you come to the festival, um, be mindful of recycling and composting and trash. There are people that separate all of that out so that it can be a zero waste event. So Gaines um, is a really big part of that and Let's Grow Akron. The collaboration between those two organizations to strive for a zero waste event is really important. And those volunteers deserve a round of applause for sorting through everyone's trash. I, that is I totally agree. Absolutely. Yeah, while you all are out joining bands, they're sorting trash all day. So it right. can be low waste event, uh, near zero waste. I mean, last year, there were only like, what, five bags, 10 bags? Mm -hmm. I mean, it was a very low amount for how it's many, crazy. the volume of people. That is so yeah. impressive. Yeah. For 7,000 people it's to only produce five to 10 bags of trash was a huge deal. Um, there are also water stations around the event. So bring a water bottle. You can fill them up all day long for free again to help avoid you know making unnecessary trash mm -hmm. so no and absolutely we'll, we'll be selling water bottles too so if you forget yours stop by an info booth and pick one up okay aha and there's usually porch rocker t-shirts for sale too right they are i got one last year i bought one for chris horn i think for his birthday if i'm not oh, mistaken nice. yeah, yeah yeah we'll have them again mm -hmm. um there was a tent set up uh in the parking lot where the final the sort of finale concert was with uh Russ, wesley bright and and what a fun time that was. I remember dancing in that parking lot with my friend Lauren Ward and, and with Jason. And, uh, you know, you just inevitably see other people you know. So that was a really yeah. fun time. I've got great memories at each porch, porch rocker. Will, will there be another silent disco there by chance? Will. Excellent. Whoa, describe right. the silent disco, Chris Miller. I, I didn't go, but I felt really left out that I didn't go because I saw <laughs> a video later. But it's where everyone has their own headphones on, and two different DJs are mixing. Three, three, three are mixing totally different uh, sets, and you can tune into each of their sets, and no one around them can hear what's going on, and it's a full disco. It's great. I mean, it's. Uh, That'd be such an awesome video. I'm sure there's footage of that online. Oh, yeah, that, yeah it made for good video because <laughs> you know when you could hear the music. It was funny watching everybody dance <laughs> to complete sync, silence. To silence. <laughs> yeah. That was an interesting um, kind of concept because. When we started it, that we had, I don't know, we had like maybe 10 people kind of like milling around. It was like the little kids that like, you know, cause we were just renting headphones for two bucks and the kids just started dancing and then pretty soon like the moms were dancing and then they like the moms went and got their husbands and their husbands started dancing. And like, there was a couple there that like the husbands did not want to do it. 
and the wives were like adamant that their that they should do it, and they were the last ones to leave. The husbands were just like, this is so awesome. <laughs> they were like, and what? Then, why is it ending? We're like, because we've been awake for 17 hours. We need to go home. <laughs> yeah, leave everyone, please. We're yeah, tired. So, so it was a hit, but the the headsets light up depending on what station you're listening to. So people would find weird hand motions to communicate with their friends to change their station, and you could tell when like someone or a group was really feeling something. So all the colors would just change, and you'd see all green. So we put our headsets on like what are they listening to and it was that like Gangnam style song and you see oh, people no. doing the like horse that, thing that's of what course. they wanted but then it like to. but then it all goes red and so we're like oh what's that and it was Roger playing like a mash mashup of under pressure and like everyone was like so like the the choices that the crowd were collectively making were so different and eclectic it was just a really interesting thing to watch even if you weren't dancing so you can mm-hmm. see the colors change and wonder oh what are they listening to it's now? almost like a weird psychological experiment or at least one you could turn that into you know yeah. I, you could really get weird with that that'd be sure. funny and, and kind of interesting it, it's kind of like the pokemon thing it's like a group of people doing something that i might feel left out of if i'm not Mm-hmm. doing exactly what they're doing. The yeah. best. I'm, I'm okay with feeling left out on that one. I yeah, really am. I am not one of those people, man. <laughs> the yeah. best is when people start singing along out loud. Ah. That is, no, that's awesome. I can only imagine. <laughs> so there will be videotape of this mm-hmm. year's as well. Yes. Yeah. Um, and, and you mentioned Roger. I'm assuming that's DJ Roger Riddle. Akron's favorite DJ. He Akron's, will be there yeah. again. Pre- previous guest of this podcast. Yeah. Yeah, and I think we talked about that last year. Last year when we had him on the Didn't silent we? disco. Like, I he swear. told me that was like his first DJ gig in Akron. He had just moved here, and I knew somehow through Chris Horn that he DJed, and so I said, "Oh, you think Roger would want to do it?" And he did, and yeah, he's he's awesome. Yeah, he was I'm brand pr- new. I'm pretty sure if we listen back to that podcast that this combo came up, and he was talking about the silent sure. disco. Yeah, he's um, done a lot of DJing since yeah. then, mm-hmm. and it's good stuff. He has an excellent taste in music. He really does. Well, I, like I said, I have the devil strip in front of me, and if anyone um, wants to really read in depth about the, some of the bands uh, and get more information on Porch Rocker, they, sh- they need to grab a devil strip. They because really do. starting on page 10 and then going for a couple pages is like, man, it's like your guide, your pre-guide to Porch Rocker um, and, and day of if, if they yeah. should bring it with them. Um, it's got a map. It's got the times and and the different sets it's got obviously the whole list of bands a whole grid a really awesome uh layout on uh, another page here and tells you exactly which location you'll find them at of course but then there's also um a piece called standing room and it says six port rocker bands that we think you should know and i recognize a couple just from the pictures i see emojination I see the Village Bicycle. They played the um, Akron Farm and Flea Market yesterday, along with you, Chris Miller. Along with the Hillbilly Savants. We have we always have two bands. Who will bands. also be there? Who will yeah, also be yeah. there? Oh gosh, of course. Eleven o'clock. Awesome, awesome. I can't thank you enough for yesterday. You guys sounded so cool, and it was such a great fit for this mix that we have at Akron Farm. It was fun. Yeah, we don't have a drummer, so when we found out we had to play inside of Uncorked, we were able to take our volume way down and still be right. listenable, like oh. five feet from people. You don't Giant have to Giant speakers tell me. turned way down. I know. <laughs> I felt really bad. No, you guys played first. Uh, the yeah. Hillbilly, excuse me, Hillbilly Savant was uh, our ten to ten to twelve o'clock. Um, band and then from 12 to 2 we had the village bicycle and you know it it's like when you have to change gears and move everything inside and and other little quirks go on like we were talking about mm-hmm. organizing an event I ended up emceeing the fashion show which wasn't supposed to be the case stuff like that some stuff you know okay you forget some details that you would normally have thought of if you were able to focus on them and since things had to move indoors I forgot to let Kevin my, my helper, Kevin Richards, who helps me organize everything. 
I forgot to let them know to tell the band that they won't need their amps inside of Uncorked. It's such a relatively narrow and smallish space, smallish with um, all the people right there, basically in front of where the band's playing in the same room, all contained that like amps weren't, weren't really necessary. They could just do their thing and everybody right. would hear them fine. And I forgot. So I go up there because I wanted to catch them and I was excited and I'd never seen them live. And it was like, it was so loud. And I saw a guy with a baby just jet out the door. <laughs> and so I felt really bad, but I immediately went over to the lead singer and I was like, you know, give another sign for like a little lower, a little lower. And she's kind of stopped. And I mind you, I didn't want to have to like interrupt her in the middle of playing, but it's one of those things where I have to manage the situation because all the vendors are looking at me like, I can't even talk to a customer right now. And so I kind of had to do that. And you could tell she was perturbed and I don't blame her. That's a musician thing. And they're going to be, they're going to be like, what do you mean I can't do my thing? And what do you mean you're trying to tell me this in the middle, middle of me playing? So, you know, love Village Bicycle. They sounded incredible. And I have to apologize that we had to uh, you know, kind of ask them to bring it down a notch, but it was just that room and the fact that it was indoors instead of outside and right on top of everybody. It was just necessary. But that's just one of those you gotta roll with it. You gotta roll with it. Yeah, I came upstairs by the time they had adjusted, and they they sounded really great. They, I mean, oh, I love their music. The, the, I checked uh, it out the, online the, ahead of time. The singer was playing like a Moog synthesizer oh, and cool. and some uh, yes, it, they had a really unique sound. Um, but there's also this fold-out in the mm -hmm. double strip, right? It's a nice fold-out, full-color no, so map. this is, we just got these. They're hot off the press today, okay, so I'll so, give you. So Are they're, you making things throughout. up, Chris? Yeah, you, okay, maybe they're so, not in. <laughs> so the poor trucker, or the... Port Trucker preview in the double strip has a lot of information, um, but it doesn't have the finalized kind of map and the times of all the bands. All of the bands are listed, but not the times that they're playing. So the double strip is a great resource for bands to check out and read the articles and know about them ahead of time. There's a cool feature on Kevin Smalley who did our glassware work. So um, a really, you know, a good piece by the double strip. And we were really thankful to Chris and his team. Sophie worked super hard to put all of that together and kept us on task. So I really appreciated that. I think all of us did. Um, the fold-out that Chris is talking about will be there on festival day. So on the outskirts of the festival, as you're walking into it, there will be various places with signs that have maps in them. We'll also be dropping them off to the various Highland Square businesses this week, really starting today after we leave here. Mm -hmm. um, so you'll be able to find a copy of the map and it's online. So you could download it on your phone if you wanted and have it with you on the day of the festival. But print copies we have thousands of them um, so hoping we don't run out because last year the library was making copies of them for people because more Power, than i remember that the media threw in an extra thousand they, this year oh, so. they no, became a grateful. commodity people were asking for them at a certain point right. of the day yeah and uh yeah sorry about that the two, two different sources for good information mm -hmm. double strip and these handouts and we um, you guys event just, guides they, thank you as they're called you just brought us a stack today yep, when you came for the podcast and we've got them on the counter now at urban eats and if anybody this is not a, a plug or anything, but I'm just saying we'll put them in people's to-go bags this oh, week perfect. and stuff and, and tell people about the festival. That's what we love to do um, is let people know what's going on around town even when we're not doing a podcast. It's part of our job as far as I'm concerned, and this is, like, hands down one of, one of the events of the year. So totally. You guys do such an incredible job. Like, how many of you does it actually take? I know there's a certain amount of actual sort of administrative organizers and the board members, but, like, we're talking about there's a mass of people who are, who are handling the trash that day, who are getting everything ready and, and preparing. And I mean, how many people work this festival? I think by the time we include our volunteers, the trash people, the sound people, over a hundred. 
that are there throughout the course of the day um, between, you know, working all of our info booths, pouring beer at the beer garden, which is sometimes a fun, sometimes a not fun task. Selling um, merchandise. Yeah, selling merchandise, walking the festival just to help people find their way and giving them maps. Counting the crowd. Um, yeah, we do crowd counts periodically throughout the event and then the trash sorters and the setup and the teardown and the running the sound and checking in with homeowners and all of that. I mean, it, it takes more than 100 people wow. throughout the course of that day to keep it all together. And That's make a it lot happen. of people. That is a lot of people. And those are people just making it happen. Right. Um, how... How do the neighbors who don't participate in it feel? Do you ever get anybody that has a house that complains like, hey, I didn't ask for this to be, ne or is everybody just cool about it? Is anybody like, I don't want this and, you know, right on top of me? Because I'm sure not every house is part of it. The, the first year we had, it, there it seemed like in every footprint there was like the one neighbor that was just like, I no, no, this can't happen. Oh and, my goodness. See, I figured there had to be at least one. <laughs> There's one in every group, right? You know, and it, All you have to do is leave town for the weekend. It's no big deal. <laughs> well, you know, and they're usually like more uh, elderly yeah. folks, I want to say, that are just like really kind of unsure of what's going to, like this horde of people that's going to yeah. come traipsing through. But we have had such well-mannered crowds. People are just so respectful of everyone's home and everyone's yard. And it really... You know they were we can you know we convinced them this is going to be fine and at the end of it they they were just they loved it that you know the Aww. the couple people that were like really worried and they were like going to sit in their yard and make sure nobody touched anything um just enjoyed themselves <gasps> you made them believers we made them believers <laughs> you converted them to the highland square <laughs> right? way well let's talk food for a minute um in this fold out in this brochure that you guys brought here today and that you're going to be passing out um in highland square this weekend and everything um we have a list of what to eat and so we'll just give that a rundown real quick uh there's snowy days pop smith stray dog cart sassy dog tootsie treats jilly's music room mustard seed market akron coffee roasters nom nom popcorn company norca beverage not your daddy's hot sauce heinie's cheese and american classic popcorn Miss Julie's Kitchen, McCoy's Custom Catering, Billy's Gourmet Concessions, Cafe Arnon, A Twist of the Ona, Southern Things, which is a food truck I know, we had them here once, The Square Scullery, another awesome food truck, Jimmy's Backyard Barbecue, New Belgium Brewery, Platinum Dragon, Mr. Zubs, Capri Pizza, Angel Falls, you know, because, you know, we're mentioning coffee places, but they, they have food items, mm -hmm. Aladdin's, Fat Bob's Grill, Mary Coyle's, Giorgio's, Chipotle, and Wally Waffle. That's an awesome list nobody's going hungry that day i'll tell you that and one that stands out to me is mary coils because not only do they have the best ice cream in all of akron but they also have food offerings and if anybody can go get their pizza that day because it is the best their food is very good i love their pizza so that's really really cool so many different varieties of foods a lot of them stationed right there in highland square as well as some that are coming to the square to sell that day their brick and, yeah the brick and mortar stores please patronize them they are a great they're great supporters of, of what we do so and they have their best days on, on poor trucker day we bring them lots of business but we're thankful you for sure them. do yeah they, it's they reciprocal yeah. they're they're obviously a big part of it like you said and and they keep the neighborhood vibrant without them exactly highland square, it wouldn't be the same and without them it wouldn't be highland square and mm -hmm. it might not be the same place and like might not be festival worthy then so Absolutely. those guys are the the backbone and the heart of that neighborhood. And, and now that a lot of those places are moving across the street, that opens up space for new businesses, correct? 
Some of those relocations. Yes, president of the neighborhood association. (laughs) What is happening with those spaces? I am not that kind of president. Come on, president. (laughs) So we spill um, it. (laughs) It depends on how many of the businesses move across the street and whether or not they choose to operate two different businesses. So they may be the same owners, just different businesses with different names that choose to stay on one side of the street and open new things on the other side or vice versa. So interesting. um, Lots of talks going on. We don't know what the decision will be. They're private business owners, so they can make the decisions that they want to make. But we will have on their patio and the new patio um, music will be there all day. So the businesses won't be open, but we will be using their patio for Great. music. So that'll be nice. Okay. That'll be really nice because it's a very yeah. popular spot. A lot of traffic goes right mm-hmm. by there. So instead of just having vacant, unused, mind you, new um, architecture, it's going to have some uh, liveliness and some music coming from it, which will obviously go right along with the rest of the activities. And Ray Niemer, who owns Ray's Pub, is working diligently to get tables and, and to get that patio ready. So I don't know. Trucker is a... Is a uh, target for him. Also a I shout honestly, out to Ray. I was going to say, I don't know if there's a nicer guy in Akron than Ray yeah. Neymar. Does anyone know one? <laughs> he is getting married the next day. Oh. After Poor Trucker, he told us that he told his soon-to-be wife, well, you know, August 20th is Poor Trucker, so that's like my busiest day of the year. We can't get married that that's day. So he is getting cheap. married on Sunday. And I'm last surprised year, he didn't at least push it back a week. Yeah. <laughs> well, last year, Chris Hamad from Rockneys got married on the day of Port Rocker. So a lot of marriages happen around yeah. Port Rocker for our local business owners. So we're really happy for them. But yeah, it was funny talking to Ray. He's like, I'm, and I'm getting married the next day. We're like, oh, right, we're so sorry. <laughs> Lo- love nice is guy. always in the air at Port Rocker. It always is. And there Aww. might be new relationships forged every yeah, year. Absolutely. Really even Are you kidding? About. With silent disco? Yeah, Nothing silent but disco eye, eye to eye and mm-hmm. body movement. <laughs> great first date. Yeah, I, I was going to say it's a great date event like talk about something really cool where things will keep you busy and active and having fun and engaged with each other such a great thing to take uh, a significant other to or like make it a date day for an established couple or a new newly dating it's a free date i mean how can you get that much entertainment anywhere else and and i have to say i really in looking through that 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 fold up uh guide the or, all that information is organized in such an easy to read manner. Well, thank you. The, the way the stages are numbered. Katie's and pointing at Anita. Yeah, I mean, Credit it, to it Anita. is really well done. I you mean, designed this? That art degree is coming in handy. It is. Wow. <laughs> yeah, Anita's a graphic designer <gasps> by trade. Um, so she does an amazing job. I don't know what it's we would beautiful. do if she didn't exist in our world because it's absolutely beautiful and she does an amazing job. The hours that she puts in for free by the way, volunteering her time to put this together is, it's a masterpiece. It's absolutely well, beautiful. And if people from other, Hello. bravo, and if people from other neighborhoods, you know, think, why can't we be Highland Square? Why can't we do this? You need all why those volunteers. You need to find energize designer, people. Find an architect, find right? a, a publicist, find... <laughs> Find a Katie Carver-Reed. Find a lawyer. Find musicians. Find musicians. <laughs> find a Karen Starr, a Shane. Those are the things you need. Or marry one. Ooh. Yeah. Or marry one. Well, we but, talked about at Creative Cog, you know, the, the Port Rocker model might not work everywhere. And so sometimes it could be the best thing. I mean, we stole it from Larchmere Port Fest in Cleveland. So we stole the idea and made it our own. Made it better, I mean, in our opinion. Absolutely. Um, but, you know, I think that neighborhoods... They do need volunteers. If you are in a neighborhood that isn't Highland Square and say, why isn't my neighborhood that? Then go do something about it. Meet your neighbors and do something. And it might not be Port Rocker, but it might be something uniquely your neighborhood. Maybe it's uniquely Firestone Park or Kenmore or wherever 
whatever makes your neighborhood tick is the thing that you should lead with. Yeah, like, what do you want to see happen? And, like, get together with like-minded people that live there that would like to see it happen, too. And I have to say, that's pretty much how Akron Farm and Flea came about was um, a couple years ago. I mean, all throughout our time here in the historic historic district, which is downtown, of course, um, people would say to us, why aren't you guys open on the weekends during the day? Or if, you know, we live in this neighborhood too, so if people would walk out of the art museum, they would say, you know, what else is open? Why aren't you guys open? What is, why, why is nothing going on downtown? And it would break my heart in one sense, but we did try to be open originally, and it was just that quiet. It's not as quiet as it used to be, but it's still pretty quiet during the mornings and afternoons. So it was like, I want to see something happen. I want to try and make a change. I don't really know how to do it. I really right. don't know anything about how to do it. Um, but a, a market would be cool, you know, um, an outdoor event um, that my whole goal really was I wanted to kind of encompass the block and give other businesses also a reason to be open and create activity so that when people came downtown they felt rewarded for it if they were going to the museum or the library like there was there was more to do and that they could count on that activity so um, that but that's just it is like you know this was my neighborhood I realized that it was lacking something and it's not full force yet by any means but um, it took other people to help me move it along and partnerships and things like that, which you guys know very well, and um, it's possible is the point. You know, it's the right. the farm and has been uh, pretty successful this year, especially compared to the past two years when it was very small and just trying to get going. And and poor Trocker is beyond awesome. I mean, it's it's almost something where I could see ultimately other cities coming to town for Port Trocker. Mm-hmm. And I could see that happening. Um, is there any way, as far as you can tell, in the future to maybe market this outside of, or is that not something you'd want? Would that be too much? We've been asked about that before, you know, that we could do consulting for something like that. And I think, yeah, we definitely can come out to your neighborhood and consult and find out what you know. Oh, I meant thing. I meant getting people to come to this port rocker oh. from outside of Northeast Ohio even. I mean, like, you know, could you make it something? But maybe, that you know, finish that conversation. Funny story. The first port rocker that we had, we were worried about advertising it too greatly because we didn't uh-huh. know how the neighborhood would respond to, like, strangers coming in into their neighborhood, you know. So we were kind of like, maybe we should just, like, kind of let this just be what it is and you know neighbors come out and enjoy it and it's it's just this kind of small thing so we were really reluctant to advertise it too widely and now it's just like we're we're here shouting from the hilltop so (laughs) um do you guys see have you noticed do you see people from out of town well my my husband's relatives all come from new york so they're Mm -hmm. You know, we have, bands that <laughs> we have bands that are coming up from Columbus and Cincinnati, and they've booked other gigs in the area and have mm-hmm. also booked wow. Port Rocker. So we have bands coming from outside of Akron. And I know we've been featured in a couple of things that just promote Akron to wider audiences. And Well, and if you do want to grow it, I mean, and I, maybe you don't, I don't know. But, like, if you wanted to get an audience in for it from uh, ultimately from outside of this area and even other states and things like that, that's probably your best bet is to start booking bands from all around the country. Right as well kind of thing because they will have their own followings and that's what would do that I would imagine yeah and it's it's kind of this fine line between you know we we love this Akron thing we mm-hmm. love you know this is Akron music these mm-hmm. are Akron bands this, you know these are these are our people you like, know we've got the the beer from we, we don't want to push, outside of here that's fine we'll leave the musicians right we don't want to push to the local scene Akron musicians aside to to book you know and that's why I said I didn't, I didn't know if that right. would interest you. I'm just thinking. And we love that, like, 
Akron connection. If you're, you know, if you were born here and you moved away and you want to come back, awesome. ooh, the boomerangs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the boomerangs. But too, we we don't have a budget to pay musicians. So to bring in musicians from out of state would cost dollars that we don't right. have. So I mean, the event itself when we pay for all of the things we have to pay for is tens of thousands of dollars. And that's before even having the option to pay musicians. Wow. So, um, yeah, so I mean, the, a round of applause to the musicians for right. Right. practicing all of those hours and lugging their equipment and coming out on a day that they know they're not going to get paid. Um, is something, you know, for Anita and I to be married to musicians, it like breaks our heart every year. We're like, and we're traitors. And yet they're like, <laughs> Busting down the door to do it. They're yeah, like, they yeah, want to do it. It's so much so fun bad. for yeah. musicians, and it's a great audience to be in front of. They're willing to do that. Like, it's a, it, they it, want and you think to. of it, you know, sometimes artists are told this is exposure, and it's kind of like they're right. being ripped off essentially. Um, this is true exposure, and people want to play, and they right. they want to be there. So if if payment was an issue, you'd know it by yeah. this point. I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, we had over 200 bands right. set up this year, and we had to narrow it down to 130, which was really hard. And you know, Jim's listened to every single band four or five times, and we went out to gigs and watched bands and live performance, and you know, picking things to make you know an eclectic experience for everybody that comes is you know, the challenge of us and we take a great responsibility in that because we know it's our responsibility to get a crowd there for these bands. And, you know, I think a lot of times people say, oh, you know, what do artists do for the community? Like, well, one, pay them if you who have money. Who says that? I've heard I people, will punch them. I know, I'm not going to say who. Like, people have been like, oh, you know, that's good that they get exposure. Like, what do this they do to for us? Them. Like, that's their job. Like, you're not going to come to, you know, Liz and say, you're going to get exposure, give me free food, you know? So it's, it's a fine line. And yet people do say that. that. <laughs> <laughs> we have heard that. That's terrible. And, and we have done that. You know, That's some, nice some things you. are actually worth it. You will, you would be surprised. There are yeah. some really great causes, but you do have to pick and choose. And the fact is all artists have to make a living, but yeah. this particular event, they, they, I mean, it may sound cheesy, but it's like, they're honored to be part of it. They're, yeah, pr- they're very right. proud to be part of it. And I just wanted to say props to them for, because the festival couldn't happen without them. It's, entirely for them in some ways it's for the community but it's for them as well and for them to give of their time and their talents it couldn't happen without them and so just a special shout out to all of them for that i know the amount of hours that they put in preparing for that moment and that's the thing that a lot of people don't see is those hours and those long nights and practices and tuning your instrument and paying to get it repaired and all, all of that goes into that performance that everybody else sees and it's all that behind the scenes that not only do people not see that we're doing that whole time but all of those bands all 130 of them are spending countless hours preparing for that moment to be there for a crowd and so I think that's something that just deserves its own shout out well shoot we have one of the, the musicians yeah. right here at the table Chris. true yes I've Chris. been playing since I was five years old so I've Chris I've, you I've, speak to I have this. 30 some years of, of of practice up until this point. Yeah. Yeah. So no. It, it's it's a uh, it's a definitely musician, labor of love. What goes into preparing for this? She just Lo- described lots it, of but- practice. Yes, and and money for equipment. And when you're my age and you have a day job and a demanding schedule to get a group of guys together to practice over and over who again, also group have of di- people who jobs are yeah, and demanding d- demanding lives. So they're taking time away from their life to to prepare you know and it is it's a lot of work but so how it's worth can, it how can the community that the attendees best reward the musicians do they are they go, go to their gigs after they see them at porch rockers support tickets. them buy their music yeah are it, they are the musicians allowed to sell cds that day absolutely we encourage um, are they allowed to, to receive tips yeah. yes Bring so, your cash and give them tips. They might have t-shirts for sale. So they might have some merch for sale. They will accept tips. And as little as that means coming out, you know, you're going to a festival. You know you're going to buy food. You're, you've got a little cash in your pocket. So what 
that means the musicians, if they each get a dollar from everybody, is huge. And it's not that that's why they're doing it, but um, just the fact that that helps them a little bit or helps them along. and Pays their gas. Yeah. It goes a long way. Helps and feed them that day. You know, they've got to buy food that expensive. day. And they're entertaining yeah. you for free. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Like, talk Absolutely. about... Talk about like well-deserved attention, and and there are ways to say thank you. Yeah, that day. and if you don't, I have mean, that, shoot, buy a pizza and take it to one of the bands. You yeah. know, get creative. Yeah, and if you don't have that, you know, the, the festival is meant to be free for a reason. So if you're coming and you don't have that, at least stop and listen to them for a while. Right. Okay, this, give them a crowd. This may be a bad idea in certain ways as I start to think more about it. But what if there was a contest, or not a contest, but like a promotion, where we threw it out there that everybody that day or that attends um, should think about buying a pizza and leaving it on the porch of their favorite band. That's <laughs> which, awesome. Which kind of makes me happy and kind of makes me sad because I hate to see one porch with like 10 pizzas <laughs> and the porch right next to them without pizzas because that could get kind of weird. It could just be buy a pizza and find a band that doesn't have a pizza. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you like them Food or not, just give okay, them a pizza. We should, okay we need, who makes pizza? Capri does, Giorgio's does, uh, Mary Quill's. We, uh, maybe we need to have a conversation. And Mustard so, seed does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I have to say, our porch hosts are always amazing. And there are so many, we get so many stories of bands who have played on porches and they're like, the hosts, they they gave us beer, they Aww. fed us, they, you know, they, so the hosts are really. Even our vendors, too, that have been yeah. in yards. I have a friend who's a vendor and she's like, oh, the one year I loved my porch host, she let us come in and use the bathroom and she gave us dinner and she made us cocktails and so the, the porch oh my gosh, are so, that's so nice. Cool. Yeah. So those are more people to applaud. And they, you the can also day. consider them yes. volunteers because exactly. they're volunteering their yeah. porch for exactly. the whole day. Oh gosh, yeah. And they're obviously doing it very well and being very gracious. Like they deserve some applause as they well. They really do. Um, has there ever been a major issue? Like a, an unexpected sort of either falling out uh, with the hosts or uh, did something go awry medically or emergency-wise, ever anything like that that stands part, out? Part of our agreement with the host porch is that they have the right to, you know, kick off any band that they, you know, Whoa. they feel are, are, like, not being respectful or, you know, they, they just can't deal with. And then so, the band drives by and eggs their house the next day. <laughs> I'm kidding. Hope not. I'm <laughs> kidding. There is nothing like yeah, that going on. I, I, I have not personally heard any any stories like that of, of any sort of conflict oh, like that. That's great. So now we All positivity. Have, was it last we, year there was somebody who had gotten back in their vehicle and had a heart attack? <gasps> right. And we saved lives. Yeah. And saved lives. So his wife found him and yelled out and a couple of people that were nearby came over and helped get him out of the vehicle and laid him on the ground and helped do CPR another one called 911 and he was taken to the hospital and survived and so the wife and her husband who's fine now um, we helped them find the people that were at the festival that helped them and so they are planning on getting together um, just to you know see each other and for the family to say thank you to the random festival attendees that came over and helped provide CPR and helped call 911. How are you able to find those people? Through the power of social media, yeah. We just put it out and said, if you Ah. were there and if you were the person that helped this family, please message us. And we just shared contact information with each other. And so that was one of, you know, the big things that happened. But, you know, the people that came were able to help that family. And um, and it's been a beautiful thing to see them be okay and to connect them with the people that helped them. It was something really important to the wife and the person who had the heart attack to meet them and thank them. And so that wow. was something scary that happened, yeah. but it all turned out fine. And and the key to that was that it was a 
had Port Tracker not happened that day, it would have just been this really quiet Saturday morning with nobody driving by or nobody walking by that happened to see this person slumped over in their car. So that's a good point. Mm. Yeah. So were they attending Port Tracker as well, or no? They, they, they were making okay. deliveries. They so were they would have been there regardless, is what you're saying. Right. And that may not have been the ultimate. Um, there might have not been any positive. By. Yeah. Better, you know situation afterward not only is he okay but it brought people together they have this amazing connection now right. but it could have been worst case scenario so mm-hmm. i'm glad he's okay yeah. excellent so we're, we're at the point where we're gonna have Chris, to wrap up here i'm, I'm cry- sorry i can't help it <laughs> we're all tearing poor up. tracker does save lives as Anita said <laughs> poor tracker ago. saves lives <laughs> That, that's a uh, it could be a good marketing uh, <laughs> marketing tool. Not that you want to take advantage of somebody's medical emergencies or anything, but j- just yeah, just a sign of how organized you guys are and how you're able to take care of that in a quick, efficient manner. And it's just it's a good mobilization of good people. Um, and I feel safe it, now. It I feel like if I go to I Port Tracker and I trip on the sidewalk and biff my face into something and it knocks me out and I lose some teeth and I'm bleeding from the head, I feel like I'm gonna be okay. <laughs> It's very graphic and specific, but <laughs> I'm not let's hope it doesn't happen. I am not willing to take that chance. Your neighbors oh my gosh, you. you guys, no kidding. Quick story. I was walking through Highland Square barefoot yesterday. I know, big mistake, um, because my feet hurt after the market, and I still had the uncomfortable shoes on that I was silly enough to wear. Anyway, and I'm walking and I'm talking with Elenia, and we're walking and talking and not paying attention and laughing at something and pointing at a building and, and talking about this building. And she tells me she sees um, something and I'm looking for what she's pointing at. And I feel something underfoot that was kind of weird and mushy. And I seriously thought I stepped on like a dead rodent. Sorry. And I was like, <laughs> oh, well, that, that feeling, it was almost like it had to be a dead rat. What is that? And I looked down and I had stepped on a big raw steak with flies all over it. Oh and my god! god. I oh, so no. you did step on a dead animal. Yeah, <laughs> just, just not long dead. Who loses their steak? I don't know. I don't know. We started making up scenarios for how and why it was there. But more importantly, we hurried to her house where we poured al- rubbing alcohol and hydrogen peroxide on my foot and bless Elenia's heart for she took control and washed my foot. I'm like, you don't have to do that. She's like, I got it. I got it. And, and like, she didn't touch it. She That's was just, true friendship. She, I, I was blown really? away. I was mm-hmm. like, what are you doing? She wasn't like touching it and rubbing it. You know, <laughs> I shouldn't make it sound like she was scrubbing my foot. She, but she was pouring the peroxide and alcohol on it in her bathtub because I was feeling pretty like, whoa, I might need to chop off my foot mm-hmm. because I feel like I have nothing but bacteria on it right now. It's, it's, I don't know, pretty gruesome. It, I can't tell you what that feels like. I had to walk the rest of the walk. And the lesson learned is? Don't go barefoot in Highland Square. Yes. So wear your shoes don't at Port Tracker. Don't step on No, um, yeah, I don't know. It's I, I'm sure no one else is going to have that issue. It's one of those things where, of course, that happened to me. Um, we so, need to talk. So, so, right, before we go to events, though, let's, events. let's give people a place where they can find all this information. Yeah. PortRocker.com, right? Dot .org. Yeah, dot PortRocker.org. Org. And quick plug, the Dreamers go on at 7.30. They're our headliners, so I know we were the plugging dreamers. the 10.30. Just be yes. there all day. Be there all day. <laughs> Come at 10.30 for the Guitar Orchestra. Do some other stuff, take a nap. Be there at 7.30 for the Dreamers, a really cool up-and-coming band, and we want a big crowd for them, so come out 7.30. So, yeah, if if people haven't been to Port Tracker before, uh, there is music all day. Uh, Bands playing simultaneously and a whole different schedule of them all day 20 at a time. 20 at a time, at any given time throughout the day, on different porches. And so what you want to do is either just show up and be spontaneous and walk around and have fun, or look 
at the Devil's Strip ahead of time or one of these um, brochures that the Port Rocker Festival has just produced ahead of time so you know which bands you want to see when. It will give you that schedule if you want to know ahead of time what to show up for then. But I like to just show up and, and be surprised. Um, there are a couple I'll keep in mind and want to catch, but it is really fun to just kind of like be there that day and not know what exactly you're going to see. And you can do that all throughout the day, like morning, noon, and night kind of thing. Uh, do you guys have, um, for the finale this year, like, like, like I said last year, it was Wesley Bright. Uh, is it going to be in the same location? Do you know? It will be on Conger Avenue where the main stage okay. is. So that's between Wally Waffle and First Merit Bank. Okay. If you're familiar, the, the same street as the um, Farmer's Market. But yeah, the street will be closed down. The headliner will be there. There will be music there all day. Like Jeff Clem and the Letters will be on that stage. And the Punch Drunk Tagalongs. He just had a baby. He did. Yeah, so I think this is his first like post-paternity leave Big, maybe or maybe he's had one other one but he'll be there um, I think at three o'clock but yeah we'll so the dreamers are at 730. We'll mm. be auctioning off a rocking chair that uh, Jessica Loftus has will be have painted so yeah okay. so you can buy raffle tickets at our mm -hmm. info booths for that yeah I mean there are so, so many other things that we can plug but look at a map um, yeah there, there's the also uh, one thing I wanted to plug I forgot to talk bring up a poetry stage yes. from yes. 2 to 4 30 right Yes. So if you did not know, Akron is the poetry capital of the Midwest. So check that so out. So says Katie. Well, me and a lot of other people. People are Th saying that's it. true. I read it on Facebook. Yeah, you read it on Facebook. I agree with it. I said it at Pachacucha. Akron yes. is the poetry capital of the Midwest. I just said it too. So like people are saying it. Ah, I heard okay. it. Yeah, people. It's, it. it's trending right now. I really so, don't. Um, so we're highlighting eight poets from Akron. So there will be poetry from two to three o'clock and three to four o'clock in the wait two to three four to five sorry in the three to four hour they will be unveiling some water activated art poetry on the street um, so mary bittinger wrote a poem and it will be on the street and we'll throw some water on it and there it will be it's pretty cool it's paint mm -hmm. that re reacts when you put water on mm -hmm. it so you pour everyone pours a little bit of water and Ooh, it, i want some you of can that read it on the sidewalk yeah so typically it's rain activated um but if we're it's not raining that day. Which we kind of sure. hope it's not. Yeah, we don't it's want not to raining, that. so we will throw buckets of water on it. Um, so that will be there um, to kind of kick off the um, poetry initiative that's happening in the city right now. Um, yeah. I did go last year um, and caught a little bit of the rain, but it was no big deal. I, there was a big old oak tree in the yard that mm -hmm. we, I think we were watching the Beyonders, um, and there was a big oak tree in that front yard, and I just remember everybody kind of gathering together and standing under the oak tree, and they played anyway. It was really cool, because the porch was covered and yeah. stuff. So. Yeah, excellent. Rain so, or no rain, come out. Yes, so um, definitely come to Porch Rocker. When in doubt, just look for the mass groups of people, and you'll just, yeah, go down Market Street, go. look for the big groups That's of people, right. and the front porches. Find a spot to park. That's right. Find Observe no park. parking signs. They still are <laughs> applicable on that day. The city will tow you. So if it says no parking, it means no parking. Yes. Good to know. Please follow that. Okay, Liz, any events coming up that you'd like to plug? Well, Downtown at Dusk is going on. That's on Thursdays, of course. Thursday evenings at the Art Museum. And it goes from 6.30 to 8.30. I wanted to get those hours right. Uh, so that's every Thursday night through September 8th. And the Rubber City Jazz and Blues Festival will take place here in the Historic District on Saturday, August 27th. That's from 1.30 in the afternoon till 11 at night. And I think there's an after party at Musica. Um, that's hosted by local musician Theron Brown, of course. Uh, and then also I wanted to just tell everybody, like I mentioned earlier, what's going on at the Nightlight. Uh, not only is The Land playing there right now, but so is Phantom Boy. And The Nightlight has... Uh, 
a, a crowdfunding or a uh, fundraising event online. One of those awesome brands, can't remember which. But basically, they're raising money for new seats. So get online and help them out. I know if you go to their Facebook page, you'll see information on how to do it. And they said that they listened to the people over time, and that's what they heard. People wanted more comfortable seats at the Nightlight Theater. So you can actually help get those in, and that's a great thing to support. Um, and I also just bought a membership to the Nightlight the other day uh, with my friend Lauren Ward because they have a great deal where you can save $15 if you buy it with a buddy. So if you go to the membership page of their website, uh, it's usually $50 for an individual membership, but you can get uh, a buddy involved and buy two at one time for $85. So that's nice. a good deal. Uh, that's what I've got. You go. I know. Obviously, we've got to promote uh, and remind people about the hours and everything for Porch Rocker, Chris. Right. Um, Ten thirty till late. Eleven. When eleven. You, when you 10:30 go home. To eleven p.m. So and, when and, you go home. And it's this Saturday. It's this Saturday. Yes. And Friday is our movie at the Merriman at eight p.m. More than a game. Um, also this week we have Tales from the Witch's Cauldron. Uh, which is put on by Wandering Aesthetics. It's a, a storytelling event by Kyle Josa, and that is at um, Broad Street, which is in the Middlebury neighborhood. Um, it's kind of on the where Exchange and Market meet up, but it's uh, Wednesday through Friday, I think it's going on. Yes, Wednesday through Friday of this week. Um, Artist Workshop Branding Yourself. Um, that's actually tonight. Never mind. So by the time people <laughs> hear this, it'll be over. I should look I hope, at the dates. We hope of these. you made it. Matt, yeah. Matt from uh, Collide was here uh, a few days ago. I just saw the. I thought I saw the logo for it on your phone. Probably somewhere. Yes, among all these. Let's see. Um, also, uh, Friday is Akron Summit Pride Ride for the Akron Ooh. Bike Party, which is an, a really great group of people. I've gone on a couple of those, and Akron they're, bike party. they're a lot of fun. Or Bike Party Akron Akron Bike Party. Um, what else? A uh, next week is the Jazz and Blues Festival, as Liz pointed out. August twenty sixth and twenty seventh is Chicago Falls Better Block, right? Um, which is on the riverfront, and uh, Liz and I will be there podcasting on Saturday on the twenty sixth, right? Maybe so. Hopefully. Oh no, geez. I can't. I, I'm not I, by I honestly can't. But hopefully, Coder or Ryan can, can plug they, in. They can't either. So I've got to be here for this festival right. and, and or something else. So we'll, we're, figure, we're, we'll figure it out. out. Okay. I'll be there in spirit. So, oh, you, you indeed will. We can maybe Skype you, you in or something. You indeed will. <laughs> You're always there in spirit. Okay, wow. I, I think that's all for me. And, okay. All right. So, anybody else? Anything else other than Port Tracker? That's and yeah, all if you guys have anything right you want to throw out there, anything else you're involved in that you want to promote, or, uh, you know, the um, film project for Highland Square that you guys are working on, when can people expect that to happen, Katie? Yeah, so um, we'll start rolling that out in the fall. So, there will be various workshops. The point of the Highland Square Film Festival is to allow people to make up or share their own stories through the medium of film. So it'll be short films. Um, Chris and the Akronist will be helping to teach people how to do that. So everyone has their smartphone and you can take video on it, but you don't know how to cut that together or storyboard or all of those things. So they'll be helping out with that. So there will be learning opportunities throughout the fall. Sorry, that's a popcorn in there. Um, learning opportunities throughout the fall. The festival will happen next year in Highland Square, so you can check out people's videos and learn more about your community that way. Nice. It's a good thing. Anita, cannot thank you enough. It was nice to get to know you better. Um, like great. I said, I saw you on stage at Creative Cog, and um, sometimes you're aware of people just because of what they do, but you've never actually met them or gotten to put a, a face the name so uh can't thank you enough for the good things you do for the highland square community i'm sure everybody who lives and works there really appreciates what you do we love to do it we wouldn't do it if it wasn't a blast so 
you do. You really have fun. Absolutely. Wow. It, it really is. I mean, it seems so stressful. Our, our planning parties no, are I'm, a party. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm sure it's an awesome group of people that you get to work with, and it sounds like you do have a great team, including Katie. Thank you guys both for being here. You just gave me the fakest look. Stop it. Katie just like to be like, oh, Liz. <laughs> I make awkward faces during Go compliments. On. I'm like, oh, I, I do too. I'm, I'm very awkward, trust me. I, I, the rambling is one example. I tend to just be like, and this and that and the other. So no worries. You're in good company, always. We appreciate you guys. We cannot wait for Port Rocker. Thank you both for having us on. You're quite welcome. Thank and you. Sorry for all the technical issues. I'm probably going to edit a lot, a lot of the feedback noises, but uh-uh. something weird happened tonight. And yeah, no so, problem. Sorry about all and that. Hillbilly Savant will be at Port Rocker. I yes, can't wait. Yes, ma'am, we will. All right. So uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, we're brought to you by Akronis.com, Urban Eats the library, Akron Community Foundation. And as always, let's just keep it an Akron day. Keep it an Akron day.